baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Just as we predicted last week, eventually Americans were going to get direct killed. We've already lost two um, SEALs yeah. because of what Joe Biden did. And and the important thing about the SEALs we lost two weeks ago was that they were boarding a, a, a ship that had Iranian weapons bound for the Houthis, okay? Mm-hmm. that that The weapons that would then be used against either our ships or or other people in shipping lanes. So we caught Iran dead to mm-hmm. rights, Lee. Yep, yep. Okay? So, and and we caught him dead to rights. So he said at the time, if we don't take back the $16 billion Joe Biden has given them since September, they've, da- they've drawn down some of it, okay? So some of it we're never going to get back. If we don't freeze those funds and put Trump sanctions back on Iran in response People are going to get killed. We've just lost two SEALs. Joe Biden demonstrated to Iran he doesn't give a damn. The one thing Iran doesn't want, the Trump sanctions were devastating because they not only applied to people doing business with Iran, they also applied to financial houses doing business with Iran. You would then become subject to the sanctions, right? Mm -hmm. If you go back and read that period, people in Iran were literally hungry. They were literally, they didn't have enough food. That's how much pressure we put on them to get them to overthrow the regime. And things got really dicey for the regime. Then Joe Biden comes in, takes the sanctions off. Okay, we got two dead Navy SEALs. At least refreeze the money if you're not going to put the sanctions back on. But he doesn't. So what does Iran take from that? That is tacit approval. Joe is okay if troops die. He's okay with it. Joe caught us dead to rights, giving the Houthis the weaponry to hit more American ships. And Joe don't care. So what happens? Iran escalates. Now three U.S. troops are dead. These are very easy things to understand. This escalation came because the money is the way they communicate. They watch what Joe does. Is Joe going to put the sanctions back on? Joe going to sanction us? No. Not like, I mean, but by the way, Lee, they didn't even kill anyone. Trump didn't sanction him for killing anyone. He just came in office and went, dang, sponsored terrorist sanctions, done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They are allowed to kill us. And Iran's like, wow, okay. And you get what? This is a major escalation, as Trey Ying said. This is a massive escalation. There's no other way to describe what happened. These Iran-backed Iraqi and Syrian Shia militias have been operating since the war erupted between Israel and Hamas 114 days ago. But Jennifer makes an important distinction. What's happening on the ground now, these attacks on American forces, 159 of them since mid-October, has no longer specifically to do with what's happening on the ground in Gaza and has more to do with Iran's broader aims to ignite the region into a larger conflict. Yeah, I think Joe wants to do it too and he's helping them. Listen to what the Wall Street Journal read, and I want to get you to react to it, Lee. Okay. Because it's devast- it is devastating. 
Uh, Mr. Biden issued a statement Sunday that America's heart is heavy. The patriots were the best of our nation. The sentiment's nice, no doubt sincere, but at this point it's inadequate and infuriating. The sorry truth is that these casualties are the result of the president's policy choices. Mr. Biden has tolerated more than 150 Iranian proxy attacks on U.S. forces in the Middle East since October. Only occasionally has he or the administration registered more than rhetorical displeasure uh, by retaliating military militarily and then only with limited airstrikes. The president refused to change course even after U.S. troops suffered a traumatic suffered traumatic brain injuries. There's been 35 of them. By the way, remember, they lied about the number initially mm-hmm. and got busted by, of all places, NBC News. Um, OK, a Christmas Day proxy attack in Iraq left a U.S. Army pilot in a coma in a coma. The irony, they write, of Mr. Biden's strategy, avoid escalation with Iran above all else, is that he'd now have to strike back harder than if he had responded with devastating force the first time U.S. forces were hit and every time since. This was absolutely foreseeable. And anyone within the Department of Defense or the State Department of the Biden administration that denies that is fooling themselves and should resign. You and I said it last two weeks. It's coming. They're going to kill us. They're going to only matter time. And they did. I want to play this for comparison really quickly because Trey Yanks to Fox News really nails this. When you compare it to the Trump era, okay, Trump had Iran totally locked down, completely sanctioned, the people going hungry, enraged at the regime, angry at the regime, in the streets over it, total chaos in Iran. Uh, And he also had the funds locked down that Joe Biden has given him $16 billion since October. They say, oh, it's for humanitarian reasons, but it's fungible. And you give them 16 billion bucks, they can draw down and they've drawn down multiple times. Well, then you can replace it with other things. And that's what's paying for these weapons that they're hitting our troops with. Okay, here's the difference between now and under Trump. And when we look back just a few years, look at the beginning of 2020, when during the Trump administration, a drone strike was ordered against top Iranian general Qasem Soleimani outside of Baghdad's international airport. And look at the Iranian response at that moment. We're talking about 13 ballistic missiles that were fired at the al-Assad base in western Iraq that still houses American troops. And that was considered a large response by the Iranians. Now the Iranians are using ballistic missiles on a weekly basis. They're firing rockets and drones toward American troops across the Middle East. You have Iran-backed Houthis in Yemen that are targeting not just commercial ways in the Red Sea, but also American Navy ships that are operating in this area. Eric? What a difference. Yeah. I mean, let's face it. The the military and diplomatic issues that this country is facing right now did not exist during the no. Trump administration. No, they didn't. The um, the precursors to those were there. And these situations could have happened during the Trump administration had the Trump administration had the planned weakness that this administration plans for. And. What Trump demonstrated when he took Soleimani out in response, by the way, to targeting American troops, right? He killed Soleimani. Remember um, the reaction of the left? Grieving, great people crying on Twitter, uh, just absolute condemnation, Democrat leadership. No, we don't strike Iran. We don't hit them. They know how the Democrats think. They know there is no way they'd ever retaliate. They feel safe for the first time. They didn't feel safe under Trump. They're like, oh, my gosh, I'd be in my living room watching TV and he's going to take me out. From the sky. I can't hide anywhere. I can't even hide in my own bathroom. That's how Trump had him on the run. It was very easy. The the image, a humiliating image of the Iranians 
of Soleimani's suitcase going around around the yeah. turnstile with nobody ever to pick it up. Yep. No one will forget. We can kill you anytime from the sky. We will do it with a small footprint. We don't have to go to war. We just take you out. We know where you are. It was very effective. And the Democrats freaked. They freaked out over it. Well, what does that tell the Iranians? When we're in power, you can kill us all you want. There won't be any repercussions. And the Iranians know this. Worse yet, Lee, this is where this is getting scary, okay? We just had a former U.N. inspector come out over the weekend and say, look, they have enough material for five bombs, and they should have those bombs within five months. That's before the election. We could well be in a nuclear conflict, or they could be using them before the election. We are walking into a nuclear war, and I remain convinced, and I've laid out the case on the Battleground podcast, this is on purpose they want a nuclear arms confrontation. They're trying to help Iran get the missiles to deliver this so we can get in on the nuclear war. We get in on the nuclear war. As Ch- Tucker explained, we're hoping to locate the actual nuke dropping somewhere else, and then they can have massive crackdown ability on the U.S. people, uh, which they can get in wartime. Crackdown on speech, crackdown on any criticism um, of them. All of those powers they get, plus the military-industrial complex gets rich. Oh, you could suspend an election. Oh, yeah. Well, you, I mean, you could do anything if you can emergency. get that power. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're trying to buy Iran time and give them the money to get nuclear arms. Because remember the other thing we've seen them do after the October 7th attack? What did they do? Um, they announced they were letting the sanctions expire on Iran that blocked them from buying the missile to deliver the nukes. Think about that. No, no, go buy the nukes. You're fine. No, no, we're, we're dropping the sanctions that prevent you from buy, from buying the missile. Just go buy the missile. Just, Iran, just, yeah, go buy from Russia. Go buy from China. We let it expire. Why? There is only one thing you could take away from that if you're Iran. We want you to have the missile on which to deliver that nuke. There is no other message you can take from that, and that is the correct message. The Biden administration is on Iran's side, and those troops were cannon fodder. He does not care. Oh, have you seen the video? I got to retweet this so you can go look at it. Okay. He, uh, he's informed or he finds out or he announces he's at an event that these three have been killed. Uh, and he says, you know, great Americans, patriots, blah, blah, blah. And then he laughs and says that he's sorry he has to leave. Totally inappropriate con- conduct. A Kamala Harris moment. Yeah, but very much in keeping with the psychopathic pr- uh, personality yeah. where you don't know the correct reactions. Barack Obama wouldn't have been that stupid. No. Barack no. Obama is evil, but he's not a psychopath. Yeah, he was, and he was a very good player. Yeah, Joe Biden wouldn't understand, it wouldn't dawn on him naturally when you announce the death of three Americans, you don't laugh right after. He laughed, smiled, and joked about how he didn't really want to leave the event. And I mean, it wasn't like five minutes later. It was like he just, he announces the deaths and then he starts laughing. It was sick. But you know who's watching that? Iran's watching that. You know what they're taking from it? Their intel's watching. He doesn't care. He didn't care at all. They're going to do it again. They're going to do it again. As we fund them. As we fund them and refuse to even sanction them. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Y'all, did you see what happened Friday? The whole year is going to go like this. It's just the beginning. $83 million judgment against Donald Trump. A lot of folks not understanding what happened here. The Democrats are going to run hard with this. They're going to run ads that say Trump raped Gene Carroll. Jury found him guilty and uh, he had to pay $83 million. That's going to be how it's going to go. And nobody's going to look at the details of what happened because... New York, Americans don't understand this. They will come to understand this in the coming years. They don't get it yet. New York is not an American justice system anymore. It is closer to a Soviet-style system than an American system. I call them post-American justice systems. Lawless areas where there are show trials. And this was the latest hoax. Remember the Russia hoax? This was a hoax. So let me let me just go let me just lay out how ridiculous this was, okay? Jean Carroll needed to sell her book. It wasn't selling. She admits this, by the way. So she did, she posed for an article and a photo shoot for New York Magazine. Summer 2019. And it was reminiscent of, remember Monica, the Monica Lewinsky dress? She saved the dress. It had Clinton's DNA on it, so she had proof, right? So she's wearing the dress. She says Trump raped her in, in the bathroom um, of a very famous department store. Okay, she says in the interview, the rape happened in 1994. She says she didn't remember the exact date, but she did remember she was wearing a Donna Curran coat dress, high heels and a coat. So she does this iconic photo of it. Unfortunately, she can't sue him. So because the statute of limitations, right? Can't sue him civilly. So the New York legislature passes a law just for her to let her sue him. So she's got the dress, right? I mean, it's open, shut case. There's DNA on it, right? No. She refused to produce the, tra- the said coat for DNA testing, despite admitting to still owning it. Describing it as unworn and unlaundered since that evening. But there's a problem. See, in 1994, Donna Curran, the designer, hadn't made that dress yet. Oops. So... She changed the year of her rape to 1995. Oh, that's a little rapey rape. Who remembers what year it was? Oh, wow. The dress wasn't made in 95 either. Hey, it was 96. No joke. I mean, but the jury heard this, right? No. Mm-mm, no. Almost everything that could have been in Trump's defense was blocked by the Democrat donor judge. These are kangaroo courts. Jean Carroll, who needs mental help, it appears. And I'm going I'm to demonstrate that with her text in a minute. Who went on Anderson Cooper and said women like to fantasize about being raped. He was so embarrassed he had to cut to a commercial. That sounds sane to you. Women 
fantasize about being raped, like being, I don't, I don't think so. Cooper didn't either, by the way. He cut her off. I'm going to play that audio later. Carol has accused multiple men of sexually assaulting her or raping her throughout her life, including a babysitter's boyfriend, a dentist, a camp counselor, an unnamed college date, an unnamed boss, and CBS uh, chief executive Les Moonves. But they ignored her. Trump hit back. So this is ridiculous. I didn't do that. He gets hit with a defamation lawsuit. But what about her? This is New York, y'all. I mean, it might as well be the Soviet Union. It might as well be the Soviet Union. So she's pictured in a dress she says she was raped in in 1994 in this article, and the designer hadn't made the dress yet. What's more, her accusations almost perfectly mirror an episode of Law & Order. She made her first allegation against Trump in a 2019 book just a few years after the episode of the show saw characters discuss a role-played rape in a Bergdorf Goodman Goodman dressing room. It's the exact same thing. She just literally took the plot. Were jurors allowed to know that? No, they weren't. One of the critical pieces of evidence left-wing judge Lewis Kaplan forbade from being shown to the jury was the now famous clip of Carol on CNN with Anderson Cooper. The word rape carries so many sexual connotations, she said. I think most people think of rape. Uh, she said. She says this was not sexual. Um, and she says, I think most people think of rape as being sexy. Think of the fantasy, she said. And Anderson Cooper cuts the break. She would later joke about having sex with Donald Trump in a Facebook post. This is 2012. So years after uh, allegedly he raped her, she wrote, would you have sex with Donald Trump for $17,000 before going on to suggest that in her fantasy scenario, Trump might not be able to speak. An odd thing to post for someone who alleges the same man raped her two decades earlier. Testifying. Now you're wondering, how do they get to $83 million Reward. Well, they had a professor who's a Democrat donor testify uh, that because she had had death threats, because he allegedly defamed her, that she deserved the payout. Oh, well, there were death threats. Nobody actually knows. She claims she deleted them. Should the jurors never saw them? Nope. Now, this is the part that's really going to make you mad. Jean Carroll couldn't afford the legal representation she got. She got excellent legal representation. It was great. Who paid for it? Who paid for the court case? Reed Hoffman. Ex-LinkedIn, I'm sorry, uh, LinkedIn found, not ex, he's still the founder of LinkedIn. LinkedIn founder and billionaire Reed Hoffman bankrolled the lawsuit. Oh, by the way, Jean Carroll lied about that too. She was asked in court, is anybody else paying your legal fees? Was this during a deposition? She said no. Wasn't it under oath? Yeah, but it's okay if Democrats lie under oath. This is Democrats, so it's all good. Now she said, no, but it turned out he was. He went. And then she remembered. She remembered he was paying for her lawsuit because, you know, you'd forget a thing like that. Who is Reed Hoffman? What is he doing right now? Reed Hoffman, who brought this monstrosity of a case against Trump, wrecked him for $83 million in New York. Oh, he's fundraising for Nikki Haley. Yeah, he's raised a bunch of money for her. He's a Democrat liberal fundraiser. 
normally only raises money for Democrats, so it's fitting he's raising money for Nikki Haley. She is an extension of this Jean Carroll suit. He has purchased her lock, stock, and barrel and is using her as a decoy to try to push her into second place. They're not trying to beat Trump. Understand that they don't care. They want her to be in second place because they intend to send him to prison using the very same lawfare you just saw in the Jean Carroll case. So everybody knows uh, this woman could not have been wearing that suit that she's featured in in the newspaper article when Trump raped her because the suit didn't exist. So now he's moved on to his next lady that he's using against Trump, and that is Nikki Haley. This is the nasty people Nikki Haley has backing her, behind her, and who she will answer to if they replace Trump with her. Remember, the goal is not to beat Trump. That's not what we're worried about. We're, co- we're worried she comes in second and gets close because they're going to take him out. They're going to take him out. Look, and this, you know what this shows you? This shows you what a jury would do. If they would give him $83 million in this joke of a case, they absolutely will convict in the Alvin Bragg case. It's coming. And Nikki Haley, they are positioning her to take to, to, to take over. So what are you going to do? This is one of those rare ones where we in South Carolina could do something. You are going to go. I am going to go. We are going to go vote. On the 24th of February, that is a Saturday, we're going to vote no to Nikki Haley. We're going to vote for Donald Trump in the primary. Do not think, ah, he's got this. I'll stay home. She will go right by him, and so will Reed Hoffman. She could she win this state if you stay home. That's how dangerous this woman is and how nasty. Take money from trash like that. Can you imagine her answering to that guy? Ew. Oh, by the way, he went to Epstein Island. So he was in a big hurry to cover that up, too. That's the other reason he funded this case. But look, the structure of it is really pretty amazing that Iowa starts it. You change personalities, you go into New Hampshire, and they continue it on. And by the time it gets to South Carolina, it gets bigger going. Yeah, so the guy who funded the Gene Carroll lawsuit uh, against Trump is also funding Nikki Haley, Reed Hoffman. He is a liberal Democrat. She's the only Republican uh, he's ever fundraised for. So you can see this is kind of a, Nikki Haley's sort of an extension of the left's crusade uh, against Trump. Now, there's been some confusion. I, I, and I want to demonstrate to you who, who this woman is. Uh, some reports said that they did uh, going into the weekend that people weren't fundraising for her anymore, these liberals. That's not true. Over the weekend, um, I, and you got to to understand who this woman is, to, to really understand who this woman is, you got to know who's fundraising for her. Carl Rove's wife, right? So I told you her money comes from the bushes. A uh, handful of billionaires, every one of them connected to the World Economic Forum. This is from the New York Post. Nikki Haley slated for a dozen fundraisers before South Carolina primary. Listen to this. Billionaires Leonard Stern, Cliff Esnes, Stanley Druckenmayer, Ken uh, Langone, and Henry Kravis, just to name a few. Now listen to who else is raising money for her. French President Nicolas Sarkozy's ex-wife, Cecilia Attias. Okay, what does she do? Uh, She's the one, you see those big Davos confabs? 
She's the one who does the catering, puts them all together. So you see them in the jets fly in. Her and her husband, that's what they do. She's World Economic Forum to the hilt. Who are they? The people who say you will own nothing and be happy. They want you to eat bugs. They want to censor you. And they are pushing what she is pushing, digital ID. It's called 50 and 5. They want to get 50 countries on Bill Gates' digital ID. And that's a license to use the internet. So you've got to check in with Nikki, get the license for Nikki to use the internet. These are nasty people. Who else is fundraising for her? Susan Rockefeller. Wait, of the Rockefeller family? Yes, another big funder for the world. I cannot form. Y'all, she's literally Klaus Schwab in a dress. Susan Rockefeller, A. Rockefeller, with the Rockefeller Foundation, yes, sponsors the World Economic Forum. She's raising money for Nikki. GOP strategist Carl Rove's wife, Karen. So that's the Bush money coming in. That's the open borders money. So, I, okay, what, and, and, and this is what the important thing is that we need to understand because we do, we do something about this as South Carolinians. So many people have texted me, oh, Tara, it doesn't matter. He's going to beat her. No, no, no. He does, she, to win, she doesn't have to beat him. She has to get reasonably close. And the 43% she got in New Hampshire will do it. And what she's going to say is, look, my next closest competitor, Ron DeSantis, he got 20 and dropped out. I am the heir apparent, not just to Trump, uh, to take a Trump's position, but but I am the heir apparent to the reins of the Republican Party. This is the Democrats putting it Nikki Haley and the Bush cabal back in control of the Republican Party again. Trump took that. They're trying to take it back. That is why Karl Rove is fundraising for her. They will never, she will inherit the mantle of the Republican Party if she's not our nominee. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why this is. Guess what starts in March? Guess what starts in March? In New York, Trump's first trial, 34 felony charges. Now, everybody agrees it's a joke, but we're not understanding. This is not an American justice system. It is closer now to what the USSR is. If you can get a jury to award in New York $83 million based on zero facts, there's no video. There's no witnesses. It's his word against hers. She goes 2019 on the cover of New York Magazine wearing a dress she says she was raped in that wasn't even made in that year. She says she thinks it happened in 94, then says no, it was 95. Then she says it might have been 96. Then she says it doesn't, she doesn't remember. It didn't matter, they convicted. I told you how weaponized these juries are. So now we're going to watch Trump starting at the end of March get convicted of felonies. That's going to, it's, it, his innocence will not matter. The fact that the case is a joke will not fact, will not matter. It will probably be overturned. I say probably because I don't know, because guess what? That would have to be litigated in a New York, in a New York courtroom too. So who knows? Nikki Haley knows he's going to be convicted. So do these Democrat donors. That is why the guy, Reed Hoffman, the liberal Democrat who sponsored the Jean Carroll lawsuit is sponsoring Nikki Haley too. She is a weapon just like Jean Carroll is. Now listen to this. Over the weekend, Nikki is telling you what I am telling you about Nikki. This was in Yahoo News. Nikki Haley suggests she'll stay in Republican race after South Carolina. That's what they're paying her for. She's got a dozen fundraisers. The Rockefellers are fundraising for her. Sarkozy's wife is fundraising for her. She want France telling us what to do. Everybody is either directly or indirectly connected to the World Economic Forum who's fundraising for her. She represents them, not you. She doesn't even rec represent American interests. 
Haley, a former U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, told NBC's Meet the Press that the former president would become even more unhinged as the campaign for the Republican presidential nomination progressed. Why? Because she's not dropping out. They're chunking money in, chunking it in, chunking it in, chunking it in, trying to get her good numbers against him. She already notched him in New Hampshire. Remember Trump saying she's given a speech like she won? Well, she did. She won second place. That's first place if they put you in prison. Here's what she says. I need to show that I'm building momentum. I need to show that I'm stronger in South Carolina than in New Hampshire. Does that have to be a win? I don't think that necessarily has to be a win, she says, but it certainly has to be better than what I did in New Hampshire, and it certainly has to be close. See, she's telling you, she's telling you, she's telling you what I said, what I said. I told you a year ago on the Battleground podcast, it was going to be one of the two Trojan horses. It was going to be Tim Scott or Nikki Haley. They come right out of that Bush fundraising league. The cool thing that I love is that me and you and every one of us, we have this really cool chance to tell the globalists to stuff it on Jan- on February 24th. Okay, you got to go vote. You have to vote. We need to bust her down hard. She needs to lose the upstate in a, in a way that makes her cry, that embarrasses her. Or she's going to walk right in and take this mantle of this party. And we're never going to get rid of her. We're never going to get rid of the World Economic Forum. We're never going to get rid of the Rockefellers. We're never going to get rid of any of it. So here's what I'm going to do. And we're going to do, we're going to vote on Saturday. Saturday, not Tuesday. Saturday, February 20. What? You got anything else better to do? We're going to have fun. We're going to go in. It's going to feel good. And you're going to get to actually do something you hardly ever get to do, which is cast a big, fat no vote against the World Economic Forum and their girl, Nikki Haley. Klaus Schwab in a skirt. No, we're going to chop block her here. We're going to do it in the upstate. Look, we cost Henry McMaster a win in the upstate. He did not win here. We're going to do it to her, too. We're going to show her half the state doesn't want her. You got to do it. You got to go vote on on Saturday, February 24th. By the way, there's early voting, so you could vote a couple days before as well. Uh, Just call the Board of Elections, okay? Nikki Haley, no. February 24th. Write it in on your calendar. Okay, so the reason Nikki Haley... And Reid Hoffman are working together to financially bankrupt Donald Trump because Reid Hoffman's who's backing her campaign. The reason they're working together to do that, this is a Democrat electoral strategy, okay? You've got to think of the court system in New York as more, and they are, more akin to the USSR than anything recognizably American. So they needed to get the $83 million judgment, and they did. It was outrageous. Against Trump. Why? They are hammering his stockpile. Trump is a billionaire, but like many people, their net worth is tied up in their properties. Uh, his cash stockpile is estimated at between 400 million and 600 million. That's Bloomberg Billionaires Index, 600 million, right? Now think about this. He's just about to get the verdict in his fraud trial as to what he owes, okay? The judge already found him guilty before there was ever any evidence presented. That is another liberal. Uh, judicial dictator posing as a judge okay so the judge in the new york fraud case if he accepts the attorney general's 700 and uh, i'm sorry 370 million dollar request on top of the 83 million dollars you do the math he's broke why are they doing this so he can't self-fund his campaign that's why 
Also because these will make great campaign commercials. The Bloomberg Billionaires Index, according to Yahoo News, placed his liquid assets at $600 million. The prospect of being hit with damage awards totaling more than $450, sorry, $450 million in less than a week points to the potential for a cash problem. They are draining his resources so that he cannot pay for the campaign. That's what they're doing. Plus, they, you know, now they've got their talking points for the, the commercials. It's total lawfare at this point. And that's before we get the first felony conviction. The first trial, the first felony trial starts in New York in March. And Nikki Haley is just waiting and licking her chops. This is why she's staying in, because she's going to say, see, I got to be the replacement. And then we'll have a Democrat running for the nomination on the Democrat side and a Democrat running for the nomination on the Republican side, unless you stop her February 24th. It's a Saturday. Get out there and vote, vote, vote here in South Carolina. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 